You are Locked On Cardinals, your daily St. Louis Cardinals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Cardinals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I am the St. Louis Cardinals mega fan and your host for the show, Lucas Smith. Thanks for tuning in today and every day. Welcome to the show. It's Wednesday. We are brought to you in part today by Locked on MLB. Be sure to join Baseball Encyclopedia Paul Francis Hovland, but please call him silly, every day on Locked on MLB for a unique look at the majors, both past and present, featuring exciting guest interviews, routine check-ins from the Locked on MLB Network's team of local experts, and insightful analysis on the day's biggest stories. Locked on MLB is the single best source for daily baseball talk. Subscribe today wherever you get your podcasts. What an exciting, remarkable, fantastic, incredible game played yesterday. Cardinals with a win, 3-2 to two, over the Los Angeles Dodgers, and they now have a chance for a series win today. Something that I was not, not expecting to say uh, after yesterday's game, after, excuse me, after Monday's game, was not expecting to say the Cardinals had a chance at a series win uh, come, come today, but they do, and it was the Tyler O'Neill show pretty much the entire night yesterday. It was really good defense played by the entire Cardinals uh, uh, defense, but both by from Dylan Carlson to Tommy Edmond to Tyler O'Neill with the game-saving play, which I'll talk about in just a moment. But just for the Cardinals to be able to get a win yesterday was huge. Uh, this team has to keep pace with the Cubs now, who are now in first place. Cardinal or the Cubs still hold a half-game lead. Or the St. Louis Cardinals entering play on Wednesday, Lou Gehrig Day across Major League Baseball. But the Cardinals, you know, they, they faltered a little bit. The Cubs have been playing really, really solid baseball. The Cardinals and Cubs will meet in a week or so, a little over a week. Um, and the Cardinals now have to keep pace. They have to beat the best. You know, if the Cardinals, I've, I say this a lot on this show, if the Cardinals want to be the best, if anybody wants to be the best, they have to beat the best. And they beat one of the better teams in all of baseball yesterday, Los Angeles Dodgers, by a score of 3-2. to two. Let's talk defense. Cardinals were saved. John Gant himself was saved by some remarkable, and I mean remarkable, defense. In my Locked On Now video that was posted late last night, early this morning, I guess, depending on when you're looking at it, I think I said the word remarkable about 40 times, but that's really the only word that came to mind. I mean, just some remarkable, incredible shining defense by the St. Louis Cardinals. And we'll get to Tyler O'Neill in just a moment and the impact he had on this game because it was not just with the glove. He had um, plenty of other impacts with uh, his bat and his speed, but again, we'll get to that in a moment. But to me, the the big defense started in the sixth inning. Um, First of all, you had a leadoff single by Mookie Betts, and the sixth inning has been giving John Gant some struggles the entire year. John Gant seems to pitch well up until the fourth or fifth inning, or at least not give up any runs until the fourth or fifth inning, and then he gets too, gets too far out of hand come that fifth or sixth inning. I mean, you look at his splits this year um, by innings, um, it, 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 it shows that. In the first inning, his ERA is 1.80. Zeros in the second and third, 0.9 in the fourth, 2.16 in the fifth, 
And then in the sixth inning, his ERA is a whopping 15.43. Again, only two and a third innings pitched in that sixth inning. A better way to look at it would be in innings one through three, 30 innings, he's got a .6 ERA. And then in innings four through six, he's got 20 and two-third innings there. His ERA jumps to 3.05. So still very respectable when you're looking at the large large sample size. A small sample size of just the sixth inning is tough, but... Yeah, Betts leads it off with a single. Then Tommy Evan makes a leaping, diving catch, or more of a leap, more so, I guess, than anything else, to rob Max Muncy of it. And Max Muncy had a torrid May. Uh, I'd be surprised if he's, uh, if that he wasn't named the uh, player of the month in May for the National League. Um, and then you get Justin Turner called out on strikes, Hunter Wendelstadt. I thought he had a really consistent strike zone. Was he perfect yesterday? No. But I thought for the most part, he was consistent. Um, lower part of the zone might have been a little bit hit or miss, but I thought he had a decent zone. And then you had a ground roll double that, that kind of saved the Cardinals because of that double stays in the park. Mookie Betts scores. And then John Gant, on the first pitch that Gavin Lux sees, uh, gets a fly out. Gavin Lux, tremendous hitter, but still room to grow. I was listening to Jeff Snyder on Locked On Dodgers. That, uh, you know, he had two home runs on Monday, but he still had a two bad at-bats later in the game, one against Genesis Cabrera. I thought swinging at the first pitch was questionable, but he gets a little pop-up, shatters his bat, and Dylan Carlson comes in and makes a tremendous sliding catch, showed some emotion that we usually don't see, and I thought, the, to be honest with you, I thought the ball game was over. I really did. I thought that um, you know the momentum was going to the Cardinals' way. He was, this was it. Um, bullpen was going to shut it down, and then for the second night in a row, a member of the big three struggled with a one-out walk by Gallegos, and then a two-run, uh, for the most part, bomb by Matt Beatty on a hanging slider. But then um, Gallegos gets the next two, and Bellinger and bets to end the inning. And then in the eighth, Gallegos pitches a clean eighth as well. Uh, gives does give up a single, but no earned runs. And then in the ninth, you get two quick... You get First of all, you get the run by Sosa, and I'll talk about that in a moment, but I'm talking defense first. Uh, you get the run... But then you get a strikeout by Reyes. Sweet, you get a flyout. Okay, ball game over, right? Oh, no, 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 no. It would not be the Cardinal bullpen without some drama. A flare for the theatrics. A walk to Susugo. A single by Bellinger. And then a flyout by Mookie Betts on a tremendous, leaping, I'll say it again, remarkable catch by Tyler O'Neill laying out do or die play. If he doesn't make that catch, this ball game is over, and the Dodgers walk off winners, but the Cardinals walk away winners thanks to Tyler O'Neill. An incredible play in the bottom half of the ninth after singling and stealing in the top half of the ninth. That is what Tyler O'Neill can do. This is part of what I think Harrison Bader has the potential to do to impact the game on every level, on any sort of level, I guess would be the better way to say it. Because not only, because the highlight reel is going to be Tyler O'Neill, game saving catch. Listen to his quotes; they were incredible. Laying out for his team, laying out for the boys, as he said. But what isn't necessarily going to get—it's going to show up in the box score. But what isn't necessarily going to grab the headlines is a little single, you know, hit it hard, but a little single to start the top of the ninth thing, and then he steals second base, which allows him to score on the on the next batter's single of Mundo Sosa, who I tweeted had been struggling, and he has been. Uh, but again, credit to Edmundo Sosa. Sosa went one for four yesterday. He went two punch outs, and he had the game-winning hit. So credit there. But Tyler O'Neill was able to use almost every facet of his game to impact yesterday's game. The only thing he really didn't use was, I guess, his arm. But he used his defense, and he didn't really necessarily use his power. 
uh, didn't hit a home run. But he, he was two for four, and like I said, that speed, that stolen base, proved to be the absolute difference maker in that game. Because if he doesn't steal, let, let's say Sosa still singles, then you've got Rondon, William, Rondon on a pinch hitter, which ended up being Justin Williams coming up. Um, and, you know, you might not like your chances just as much, uh, but O'Neal able to put press the issue and steal a bag and kind of win this game for St. Louis. Baseball is is not a solo game. There, There's never one person solely responsible for the entire win or the entire loss. But Tyler O'Neill did everything he could yesterday to provide the Cardinals with a winner. It wasn't just him. I already talked about two other incredible plays by Carlson and Edmund, respectively. John Gant pitched a remarkable ball game, which I'll talk about in just a moment. But again, right now, Tyler O'Neill gets all the credit in the world um, that, that he can that he can get that, that one player can get he gets it all um, or get, gets as much credit as you can get in, in a baseball game for impacting yesterday's game uh, Tyler O'Neill I I've talked about this since spring training he's he's in the middle of a breakout campaign and it's stuff like this that's not just the um, things that show up in the headline and it, it might be the things that show up unnoticed in the box score even that a guy like Tyler O'Neill can bring to the table with his speed with his ability not only to play the outfield that we saw but also to steal bags so Tyler O'Neill incredible game um, again get all the headlines that he deserves Cardinals escape with a win still a lot of other stuff to talk about we'll talk about the first inning offense or the early offense I guess I should say for the Cardinals as well as John Gant's remarkable performance uh, coming up in the next couple of segments but again one more time Tyler O'Neill with a remarkable game and he really did everything he could to help the Cardinals get a win in Los Angeles today's episode is brought to you in part by fully loaded chew Fully Loaded Chew is tobacco-free, long-cut, and pouches that give you the same pack, dip, spit, and buzz you're used to without tobacco. Available in nine flavors, Fully Loaded Chew is made with all food-grade ingredients and tobacco-free nicotine, the purest form of nicotine available. Fully Loaded Chew is offering Locked On Team listeners a special offer, and that means you, because you're a Locked On Cardinals listener. Right now, you can try for just $1. That's right, just $1. Go to www.fullyloadedchew.com and use promo code Locked On. Just $1 and free shipping if you use Locked On at checkout. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N. And you heard me right, $1 and free shipping. The next time you go for a dip, make it Fully Loaded Chew. FullyLoadedChew.com. I said on yesterday's podcast that John Gant needed to do two things. Number one, he needed to be at his best. And number two, he needed to go six innings for the Cardinals to have a chance to win. And he did both of those things. He did six innings. He didn't give up a run. He gave up four hits. He walked three, only struck out four. But this is as good as we're going to get from John Gant, in my humble opinion. Like I said... Including last night, he only has two and a third innings pitched in that sixth inning. And he's given up a total. Or he has a 15.43 ERA, excuse me, 15.43 ERA in that, in those two and one thirds of an inning. So he has not pitched a lot in that sixth inning. So for him to get to the sixth inning against a team like the Dodgers, who might be a guy like John Gant's worst nightmare, because the Dodgers see a ton of pitches, they take their walks, they take patient at-bats. They are the definition of a professional team. They take professional at-bats. 
But John Gant was indeed able to hold his own. He he straight up delivered. Again, he was helped out by his defense. He was a wizard. He was a magician. He was whatever you want to talk about it, whatever you want to phrase it. With his hair and his beard, makes me think of Hagrid in Harry Potter saying, You're a wizard, Harry! Well, John Gant just might be a wizard because he was able to work out on some jams yesterday, not by himself, but he talked about post-kingdom that with the defense the Cardinals have, it allows him and other pitchers on the staff to to just kind of be them and to to pitch the way that they're able to pitch and to have confidence in those pitches. I think baseball, more, those, more so than anything else, is such a mental game. I mean, you've, you've got the yogiism of baseball is 90% mental, the other half is physical, but... I think that it does reign true that baseball does have a lot of feel. How are you feeling on a certain day? How does your swing feel? How do your pitches feel? Uh, what what stitch are you going to let, let the, the ball fly off of or fly off your finger? A lot of it is feel. As much analytics as we want to try and put into baseball and shifts and spin rate and launch angle and sprint speed and all these things, which which can be a good tool, at the same time, so much of baseball is so wacky and unexplainable, and I think that's what makes baseball so incredibly beautiful. And John Gant, I think, is able to, to go out and pitch like he is because he feels good in having that defense behind him. And he was able to go out and get outs yesterday. Had I thought his changeup looked really, really sharp. And just get out. So there, there was really, there's not a lot else to say. Him, his fantastic beard, his fantastic long hair, he was just straight up good at baseball yesterday. Now, I don't think we can expect six shutout innings from John Gant every timeout. We haven't gotten that every timeout. He still walked three. You'd still like him to cut out on his walks. But nevertheless, he got outs. He got the win. You cannot complain about what he did yesterday. You, you, you just can't. You can give credit to the defense. Obviously, the entire credit does not go to him, but it was huge for him to get these outs. It was huge for him to go six innings, and it was big. Even though the Cardinals did use the two of the big three available in Gallegos and Reyes, it was big for them to save the other parts of the bullpen. They didn't need to go to Cabrera. They didn't need to go to to anybody else that they might not they might not trust enough, because other guys have proven to be somewhat, if not more so, untrustworthy than others. The Cardinals were able to just use two other pitchers besides John Gant in a day where the other side, on purpose, went to a bullpen game. Went Price, Kelly, Brickford, Jones, White, Trinan, and Jansen. Those were the seven pitchers used by the Los Angeles Dodgers yesterday. So John Gant did everything that he needed to do and more. He was absolutely remarkable yesterday in a day that I didn't think he would be good. I really didn't. He gets a tough no decision because he, you know, because Gallegos gave up the lead in the seventh inning, so he doesn't get the win. But again, wins and losses aren't everything in baseball, especially now. But at the same time, his incredible performance, at least in my opinion, will not go unnoticed. This will not be forgotten. There are certain series throughout the year that you remember more than others. This already is one of them. You remember the heartbreak of the incredible 14-pitch at-bat that Chris Taylor had yesterday, or Monday in, that, in Game 1 Memorial Day. You remember the Jack Flaherty getting hurt. I'll talk about that in Segment 3. You remember the Trevor Bauer matchup, the three home runs the Cardinals hit off Trevor Bauer. This will be another one. John Gant's performance was pretty remarkable. It's, is it one for the ages? No, but it's one for the year. 
This is, my opinion, John Gant's best start of 2021, and it came at a time when the Cardinals needed it most. I use this word a lot. I'll use it one more time. He was remarkable. John Gant gave the Cardinals everything he had when the Cardinals needed everything he had. That's a win in my book. He did exactly what he needed to do. He didn't get the win. Cardinals did. Offense comes through. Defense helps him out. Let's talk about Jack Flaherty. He's on the I.L., Johan Oviedo comes up, comes back up. Um, an oblique strain, a quote, significant oblique strain, according to Mr. Schilt. This is tough. And I want to get something out there because a lot of us on Twitter, myself included, have been frustrated because sometimes the Cardinals say, oh, it'll be a week. Oh, it'll be a short time. And then it ends up being a long time. They, I feel like that happened a lot with Miles Michaelis, Jordan Hicks. Um, and th- those are just two that come to mind right now. But it feels like sometimes the Cardinals really underestimate the length of injury that they have on their hands. With this one, I don't fault them as much. You know, Flaherty said that he felt a little bit of tightness beforehand. Um, you know, maybe that was him wanting to stay in the game and then after the at-bat saying, okay, Skip, I, I, I realize I can't do this, I'm done. So I don't fault them so much for that, but this highlights the need, in my opinion, for a starting pitcher. Johan Oviedo is not Major League Baseball ready. I really don't think Daniel Ponce de Leon can be an effective starter long-term. They need a starting pitcher. Does it need to be, does it need to be a Max Scherzer-level pitcher? Well, there aren't too many of them out there, but that wouldn't hurt. Mizzou guy, St. Louis guy, on a team that might want to ship him out for some prospects. I would pull the trigger on almost any Max Scherzer trade. I'll tell you that right now. I really think that Scherzer needs to be on at least on the list of guys Cardinals should go after. Even if this oblique strain turns out to just be just be the minimum five weeks, which is what they think it is. But even then, you've got five weeks, then you've got baseball activity, and you've got rehab. So th- we're, we're probably going to look at close to a month and a half, maybe even two months without Jack Flaherty. I don't know if this team can survive that. This team has some depth, but it's proven to be ineffective so far. Really, really ineffective. Not really ineffective, but it has proven to be ineffective. So this team needs a starting pitcher. Or they need one of their starting pitchers to step up more than they have already. Kim has been hit or miss. I think Martinez has been better than his numbers show. He's had a a string of really good starts. He starts tonight. But the Cardinals, in my opinion, need a starting pitcher now that Flaherty is out. And the National League needs a designated hitter. But that's a discussion for another time. But one more hip hip hooray hurrah hats off to John Gant, and thoughts and prayers go to Mr. Flaherty for um, a speedy speedy recovery. Not only so he can get back on the field for the St. Louis Cardinals, but also so he can get back to living his life. So we'll talk about the offense just a touch in segment three. Also give a little preview of tonight's game. Um, but once again, O'Neill Gant stole the show yesterday. O'Neill played hero. Gant played. Um, the guy who gives his all. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, but we'll talk offense and preview tonight's matchup coming up here in just a moment. If you listened to this show before, you've heard me talk about sports trade. If not, I want to tell you all about it. It's where fantasy sports meets the stock market. Sports trade takes fantasy to the next level. Their platform allows you to buy and sell shares in your favorite players just like real stocks. A fair and exciting way to cash in on your knowledge of sports. And they just added baseball to the platform, so check it out today. Making money with sports trade is simple, as player values rise and fall based on two factors. 
One, their statistical performance in each game as compared to their projected fantasy points in that game. The more points scored, the higher the value goes. Two, good old supply and demand. The more demand a player has, the higher their value goes. Instantly buy it and sell as many shares in as many players as you'd like, just like the stock market. Then watch your players battle and your portfolio value rise. Simply go to sportstrade.com, watch the How It Works video, then sign up to get started. Sign up today at sportstrade.com and discover the fun, exciting, and profitable new world of sports trading. This is truly the evolution of fantasy sports. You will be amazed. Don't sit on the sidelines any longer. Get in the game at sportstrade.com. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to place your bets on all your sports action. Baseball season is well within full swing. You can track all the action at Bet Online. You can also track the playoff action for the NBA and the Stanley Cup action for the NHL and your UFC MMA action. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs. So before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or on your mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs to the playoffs in the NBA and NHL and as teams prep for the month of June here in the MLB. Head to the website betonline.ag or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit with promo code locked on L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Offensively, the Dodgers, for the most part, shut down the Cardinal offense yesterday. Just eight hits, three runs, two of which coming in the first two innings. Um, but the you know, Cardinals were able to score in the first inning. That is something that they have done. Uh, they did every game over the weekend against Arizona, and they did it uh, yesterday, obviously, against Los Angeles uh, on, on Tuesday, I should say. So it was really nice to see. It, it, we, I would have liked to see the Cardinals score more both in the first and second innings. They, they stranded some runners. Uh, they only ended up stranding seven left on base total. Dodgers stranding eight for the game. Um, so, you know, not terrible. And the two extra base hits led to two runs. Tom Biemann with a double, and Paul Goldschmidt with a double as well. Dylan Carlson with a fantastic piece of hitting. You know, even though Carlson hit a home run the other day on Monday and also on Sunday against Arizona, one thing I love about Carlson is that he's still just a, a pure hitter. He doesn't fall in love with the power. Would you like to see some more power from Carlson? Maybe. Yeah, I, I get that. But he's just such a good hitter. You know, he's able to go the other way when he needs to. I think he does that more so right-handed. I think his power stroke is more from that left side. He did hit a home run right-handed in Miami in April earlier this season. So I'm not saying he has no power from that right side. But he just seems a little bit more natural left-handed. And he throws left-handed too. Um, so maybe that has something to do with it. But nevertheless, Carlson just such a good hitter. Um, I really, really like what I see from Carlson, even whenever he doesn't hit a home run. I mean, he, he, his base hit yesterday was just a nice piece of hitting to the other side and um, got the job done because you don't always need home runs. When there are runners on base, sometimes all you need is contact. Contact, uh, hit, him where, hit him where they ain't is the old saying, um, and you know he was able to do that. He also had another hit in there. He went two for four yesterday, did Carlson and, you know, when Edmund and Carlson are rolling, Edmund in particular, because he's top of the lineup, this offense is rolling. This offense can be hard to beat when Edmund and Carlson are both on a roll, especially when Goldschmidt and Arnato are both in a bit of a slump, you might say. And again, this is really small sample size. I know I bring up the seven games a lot, but uh, I recognize that it's small sample size, but it's still something worth noting because Goldschmidt in his last seven games is 4 for 24. In his last 15 games, he's 13 for 56. 
And in his last 30 games, he's just 29 for 115. Not Paul Goldschmidt-like numbers. Pretty similar stuff when you're looking at Arenado. He's 6 for his last 29, 13 for his last 59. Um, so his last two and a half weeks has been a bit of a struggle for for both the Cardinal cornerstones with Goldschmidt and Arenado. So they really need other guys to step up. And Carlson and Edmund have, have done that. I mean, Edmund has been hitting all year. Molina's um, struggling a bit. He just looks kind of lost at the plate as well. But nevertheless, the offense got was just enough to get the job done. Uh, credit to the Dodger bullpen. It's a really good bullpen. David Price looked a little shaky early. Got to see Joe Kelly fire some fireballs in there. He looked like he was amped up a little bit extra, which was kind of fun to see. But um, yeah, offensively, they were able somehow to keep pace with the Dodgers at least a little bit in yesterday's game. Dodgers only getting seven hits and the Cardinals getting eight. That that was a gutsy, that was a team win. I mean, I know that I said that Tyler O'Neill really took it over and he played hero, uh, but that was still a, a very much so a team win with the other players playing defense, with John Gant pitching well. Uh, it was it was an all-around team win. Some some things to talk about, obviously, like I talked about on the today's show, but overall a very gutsy team win uh, that the Cardinals should be very proud of. So one more late-night game starting tonight as, uh, man, I don't know about anybody else, why sleep schedule has been absolutely ruined with these 8, 9 p.m. starts. I understand why they have to happen because these are out west. I'm not trying to be too much of a complainer here, but um, yeah, Cardinals 8-10 first pitch. Martinez versus Bueller. This is going to be a tough one. Walker Bueller comes in with a 3-0 record, 2-6-6 ERA. Um, He's completed six starts, or excuse me, he's completed at least six innings in every start this year. Um, in his last three outings, he's allowed one run or fewer, one earned run or fewer. Meanwhile, Martinez comes in. His final line and his dimeback start wasn't great, but he took a no-hitter into the sixth inning. So we will see how it goes. There's not a whole lot of experience on either side against the starting pitchers. Goldschmidt is two for nine. Um, and Arnado is hitting a buck seventy-two in twenty-nine at bats. Carpenter's zero for seven. Nobody else with more than three at bats for on the Dodger side against Martinez. Martinez got to be locked in. I think he came in locked in against Arizona. I think he needs to come in locked in tonight because when Martinez is on, and I know that there are a lot of not necessarily haters but doubters of Martinez, and I totally get that. You know, like I said, his ERA is four twenty-two, so not the greatest of ERAs, but. I really think that he's having a better year than the numbers show. I know I was wrong about Webb when I said that, but I really do think I think I'm right when I'm talking about Carlos Martinez. I think that he has pitched well enough to stay in the rotation and well enough to to keep earning our trust at least in 2021, keeping in the back of our heads that he has done that. Um, fooled us many, many a times with the, his skill and sometimes not coming through, not being the guy the Cardinals thought he w- he could be. But this year, I think he's pitched very well. 2-8-2 ERA over his last six outings. And like I said, he's got a really good changeup, really good slider. I think if he's able to change speeds with the slider and cutter, which move in some of the directions, but the slider with a little bit of a bigger break, I think he can keep this Dodger lineup at bay. We'll see how it goes. Uh, offensively, it's going to be a big problem facing Walker Buehler. Uh, you know, the Cardinals were able to get some runs off of Trevor Bauer, which I didn't expect, so maybe they will do the same against Walker Buehler. Who knows? Uh, but nevertheless, that'll do it for the show today. Be sure to uh, listen to Locked On Today podcast. Before I go, I want to tell you about that. Uh, LeBron James was not enough for the Los Angeles Lakers. Are they done? 
That's what they're talking about on Locked On Today. So get more of the sports news you need in less time with Locked On Today podcast. Follow Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Be sure to follow this podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Follow me on Twitter at LJFastball. Follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at LO underscore Cardinals. Email the show anytime at LockedOnCards at gmail.com. And until I talk to you again, which will be tomorrow, stay safe, stay well, and have a fantastic day.